Night Owl Live, the show for PC users who can handle the truth. And now, here's your host, Gene Steinberg. So this week on the Tech Night Owl Live, we'll feature Josh Centers, the managing editor of Tidbits, with some very important things to say about a variety of subjects. A bit later, we'll hear an encore segment featuring Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer. All this and more coming up on the Tech Night Owl Live. Just before we start our episode with Josh Centers, the managing editor of Tidbits, he said, wait a second, there's a helicopter overhead. And I asked him, Josh, is this a black helicopter? Probably a DEA helicopter. I have those fly over a lot because I live near the woods. So I guess they're probably looking for marijuana plants. I'm also pretty sure there's some meth labs down this road. So they're they're probably looking for just wherever they can find. You're out in the country. Yeah. I, I literally live in a valley. Well, I guess the rent is cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Property prices are good. Well, I don't know if I'd like to live in the wilderness. I lived in small towns when I first started in broadcasting. This back in the late 60s, early 70s, which ages me. And I was in towns of maybe 5,000 people. And, you know, you had one grocery store in the center of town. Obviously, this was before Walmart and super centers and large shopping centers were certainly not to be found. We managed to survive. And every so often we drive to a big city somewhere. But, you know, I'm not really a small-town person. I grew up in Brooklyn, New York. You know, I don't know why we're talking about this. I want to talk about something that's bent. Okay, we had a problem alleged with the iPhone 6 Plus, where it's supposedly bent too easily. Do you remember that? Yeah, well, it seems like Apple likes telling their customers to get bent. (laughs) Yeah, well, see, I think the big difference between the 6 Plus and these plus-sized phones and the iPad is that the 6 Plus was bending when people put it in their, like, their back pocket or doing things they probably should have been doing with it. The difference is, and this is by Apple's own admission, that the iPads Pro are bending due to, uh, as a side effect of Apple's manufacturing process. And, uh, you know, uh, Apple's VP of hardware engineering, uh, Dan Riccio, he emailed the customer and said, yeah, this is well within specifications. There's no problem here. Um, so, but, you know, I think it's kind of interesting that Apple seems determined to stand by what is, uh, to me, very clearly a, a hardware manufacturing defect. Well, in the case of the iPhone 6 Plus, Apple said it met their requirements. It was tested by Square Trade, that company that does extended warranties, and by Consumer Reports, and they found it acceptable. But if you'll notice with the iPhone 6S Plus, they reinforced the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's not great in any case uh, that's happening, but you know, I, I guess I can understand it more in a you know something you put in your pocket. But I mean, th- these iPads are just seem to be bending of their own accord, and uh, that's not good. I mean, it may be okay for now. I haven't heard of any hardware failures resulting from this, but um, uh, in the Long run, you know, uh, I don't see how this doesn't get worse. Apple's saying it won't, but I'm, I'm having a hard time believing that. If I'm spending hundreds and hundreds of dollars on a new iPad, I don't want to see defects after taking it out of the box. How visible is this bent thing? So this bend on the iPad, uh, it doesn't appear to be, I mean, terribly bad. 
uh, if you look at a picture of it, um, uh, it, it, I, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to quantify. Now, uh, Apple's Dan Riccio is insisting that it's under 400 millimeters, uh, I, I think is the limit he said it was. But now, uh, Daring Fireball's John Gruber, you know, he's saying that to him it looks like it's it's more than that. And, and to put things in perspective, he measured the, uh, I think it's, a, he said it's 200. Actually, tell you what, let me. I hate to open a browser here, but let me actually make sure I get these numbers right. I feel like that's important. Now, one thing that we like to do here on the Tech Night Out Live is to be spontaneous. So if someone is looking for information on the Internet, we let them do it. We don't cut it out. We simply let you experience the process, at least with audio, not with video. We're doing a live search now. To make sure we understand how big a bend Apple will tolerate. Micro. I'm, okay, yeah, I'm glad I looked this up at microns. So, so yeah, because I thought millimeters seemed awful high. Um, I have a newborn, so, you know, brain farts. Anyway, uh, yeah, they're saying the limit is 400 microns. Uh, so, yeah, and Gruber says to him it looks like there have been a lot more than, than 400 microns. And then what was it? Yeah, so the, the the iPad Pro camera bump, and this is by John Gruber of Daring Fireball's measurement. He measured at 2.0 millimeters. So to clarify, since a few of Josh's words got lost in the Skype digital haze, once again, it's so, 2.1 millimeters. So Apple is saying that an acceptable bend is twice as thick as that camera bump, which that seems... That seems pretty significant to me. That looks significant to me, too. And it's an invisible place. Yeah, this is this is one of those things, uh, y- you know, if you're listening to this and you're concerned about it, you'll just have to look it up. Actually, uh, by the time you hear this, we should have uh, a quick little extra bit we posted on tidbits.com uh, that should have one of the pictures from The Verge. And, like, the original... The original Verge story about this has a pretty good picture that they um, uh, sourced from the Mac Rumors forum. So that's a few different places you can look and see what this looks like. But I, I mean, you know, I don't I, personally. If I got an iPad that was like this, either out of the box or or it became like this a few days after the fact, I would I would return this. I would return it. I, I don't think it's acceptable in the least. I go along with that. I can't see how you can accept something that's a defective product. And this is the kind of thing that breeds the class action lawsuit. Like we go back, for example, with throttle gate, I call it, where they throttle performance on the older iPhones when the battery is getting down there in life. And they didn't explain it to Mm -hmm. people properly when the update first came out and people were impacted. Maybe they bought new phones. They, you know, what did they do? What did Apple do? Well, they apologized and said, well, this is what we did. Apple also instituted a revised battery replacement policy for $29 for various models. But that's just about to expire unless Apple deigns to renew it. Those who were impacted, they bought new phones. Does Apple give them their money back? Of course not. Right. I mean, at least Apple took some steps there. Of course, after uh, intense 
public scrutiny to uh, to be more transparent about this and to offer features where you could actually check your battery's lifespan and things like that. But again, it, it was because the press challenged them on this. And frankly, I find it kind of shocking that Apple you know, is willing to die on the hill of defending, uh, to, to me, what's an obvious hardware manufacturing defect. You, you know, I, I was willing... You know, I'm willing to go with Apple on certain things like, you know, with, with the original Bengate, you know, they're, they're saying, oh, it's people putting these big phones in their back pocket and, you know, they're getting flexed. And, you, you know, while I don't think that's ideal, at least, you know, you could put some blame on, on the customer in that case. But I mean, if these things are just bending on their own, that is completely unacceptable. And, you know, I'm, I'm leery of saying, you know, Steve Jobs as Apple would have never done this because he's also the same guy who told people they're holding their phone wrong. But, you know, I, I, I can't I couldn't have seen Apple defending this, uh, you know, at least in the case of the iPhone four and antenna gate, you know, there, there were, you know, it, it was kind of just a stupid design, but made for understandable reasons and uh, and could be corrected. And Apple did take corrective measures. And in this case, Apple not only is not taking any corrective measures yet, but seems to act like nothing bad is happening. We've got more to come with Josh Centers. Managing Editor of Tidbits on the Tech Night Owl Live. Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill a minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Classic science fiction at its best. Available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R O C K O I D S.com. Normal blood pressure, naturally. How would that make you feel? I'm Don from New Mexico. Uh, January of 2000, I had a heart attack. Uh, then my real health began going downhill. I had high blood pressure, diabetes, poor vision. I wasn't sleeping well. I was a mess. Don reports dramatic improvements with heart and body extract. I started taking heart and body extract from within a few days. I started sleeping better. My blood pressure normalized. My diabetes normalized. My sleep improved. Experience these benefits and more when your body heals itself with the assistance of heart and body extract. Order at hbextract.com or call 866 That's hbextract.com or call 866-295-5305. Folks, I did not expect this at all. By the 7th, 8th, and ninth day, I saw dramatic improvements from taking Heart and Body Extract. Heart and Body Extract comes with a 100% ironclad money-back guarantee. Details at hbextract.com or call 866-295-5305 for Heart and Body Extract. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. I started fighting the IRS over 40 years ago when they tried to seize my mother's house. I sued the IRS and won. I beat the IRS then, and I've been beating them ever since. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I've helped thousands of people deal with tax problems they thought might never be solved. I can help you too. If you owe taxes you can't pay, don't wait another day. There's no such thing as a hopeless tax case. 
Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented my pillow, I wanted it to where you can move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster, and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. Anytime, any place, anywhere, radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow night owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. Now, as I recall... The early scandal under Steve Jobs' management was the Power Mac G4 Cube, where the plastic would crack in the corners, the round corners, and that was a fairly prominent problem. Now, I had a review unit I got through CNET, and I had it for several weeks before it was returned. It seemed okay, but not perfect design. It seemed to be a little ragged. Mm -hmm. But then... That's an example where Apple gets into these sophisticated manufacturing processes and sometimes things go wrong. With the iPhone 4, the one that you held wrong, in the iPhone 4S, Apple redesigned the antenna system after saying there was nothing wrong with it and other smartphones did the same thing. Yeah, Apple Apple has a tendency to very quietly correct problems. Well, it's just like... um. The, the recent MacBook Pro models uh, that have had the problematic keyboards and with the latest model that added a, uh, a membrane under the keys and, a, and they're insisting that it doesn't fix the dust issue because there is no dust issue. Keys don't get stuck, even though that's clearly a lie. No, this is just to make the keys quieter, they say, um, although it appears that keys still get stuck in these MacBook Pros. So I don't, I don't think they know how to fix that one, honestly, not without a major redesign. So yeah, Apple does stuff like this all the time. And it seems like increasingly uh, they, they don't want to take any kind of responsibility for it. You know, always had this sort of arrogance, but you know, I will say there was a, there was a clear difference, I think in the jobs era, because even, you know, as much as we make fun of the whole, you're holding it wrong. You have to remember that this was during, um, uh, a press conference that Steve Jobs called to address the issue. You know, at least 
he acknowledged it and and showed that Apple cared and to some degree and offered free bumpers or cases for for affected customers. So you know, it, you know, it's, there's a big difference between saying this isn't a problem and we don't care and saying, well, it's not really a problem, but you know, if if it bothers you, <laughs> you know, we, we will take care of it. You know. You know, there's kind of a difference between brushing it off while also taking care of the problem versus just brushing it off entirely. And I see here Apple is trying to avoid class action lawsuits because if they say this is the way it's designed, that's a defense, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess that really what it comes down to is Apple trying to avoid legal liability. But uh, frankly, I think it's lame. And, and I think it does. Uh, it doesn't help. Apple w- with its customer relations in the least. I think Apple would do better to take responsibility f- and actually fix the issue instead of angering their customers, losing goodwill, uh, potentially losing future business, and then they'll end up getting sued and having to pay for it anyway. That's where it goes. If they said simply, well, it is the way it's designed, but if users are not happy with it or feel it's too obtrusive, we will gladly exchange the unit. And that's it. I don't know how many units are affected this way. Yeah, I mean, what would the actual cost be of either repairing or replacing these models versus, you know, all they're losing by by dying on this hill? I think Apple, again, gets caught in a situation where they have these elaborate machine processes. Yeah, it's a, it is a problem. Apple seems to come across... Um, uh, Apple gets hit with more often, uh, you know, because they didn't. They do tend to push the limits of what you can do with manufacturing. Uh, you know, and there's lots of phones they've had issues with, like uh, the iPhone five. Uh, you know, ha- had a lot of uh, production issues. Um, so, you know, I, I guess that's the uh, cost of being uh, being on the cutting edge. Yeah, but again, a customer is buying a product and spending a lot of money. It's not $10. It's going to be 500, a thousand, whatever. They have a right to expect a certain level of quality, not perfection, but a level of quality and an attitude in the part of the company where if something is wrong, they will replace it. No questions asked. I'm not going to give you this nonsense. I have other words for it, but this is family radio, other nonsense to (laughs) justify why the defect exists right now i mean absolutely and um uh you know yeah if you spend i mean this ipad pro is anywhere from 800 to two thousand dollars and yeah i i don't think it's an unreasonable expectation to expect a thing to be flat <laughs> yeah decent quality control anyway we're not going to solve that problem now maybe after the first group of class action lawsuits, then we'll see what Apple says, or probably there's a silent update to the production process. But they don't want to be liable. I want to ask you, speaking of ongoing problems, Facebook. Every week, it seems Facebook's got another problem. And now they're looking over the phrase that Facebook executives say, we do not sell your data. No, they share it with their partners who already paid (laughs) to get their ads on Facebook. So they're doing it indirectly. 
Right. They, they don't sell the data directly. They just happen to uh, uh, share it with people who buy other services from them. Yeah, that, that totally that totally checks out. <laughs> yeah, this is, you know, not the kind of behavior I would like at all. Because what happens here is that they're assuming things here that they can get away with it. Mm-hmm. And more and more people are getting sick and tired of Facebook. I don't think it's going to be in the end of Facebook. I think they'll get through it. But right now, they're looking mighty bad. Yeah, Facebook, I mean, when you have 2 billion users, uh, you know, and for a lot of people, this is uh, Facebook is the Internet. You know, uh, there was someone just the other day who I wanted to get in contact with, and I couldn't find an email address for this person, but I could message him through Facebook. So I messaged him through Facebook even after I posted something on Facebook telling my friends, hey, don't use Facebook Messenger because uh, Facebook shares those messages with other companies like Netflix. Um, so, you know, so, I mean, does that make me a hypocrite? No, I just, you know, I'm trying to warn people, but at the same time, now there's a lot of people that, uh, you know, Facebook is the only way to get in touch with them. And, uh, you, you know, for, uh, you know, in my local community, we don't have Craigslist. For whatever reason, people don't use Craigslist. Um, so Facebook has become the default way to sell things. Um, very different Facebook groups are how uh, the whole community uh, interacts with each other. Before, we used to have, you know, bulletin boards, things like that. And uh, now it's all Facebook. Um, so, I, yeah, I don't, I don't see Facebook vanishing. But now Facebook's going to have a real problem and attracting talent and retaining talent. They're already having some issues with that. Um, so, uh, you know, where does that put Facebook in the next 20 years? You know, right now, I kind of see them in the same place Yahoo once was because, you know, you rewind the clock about 15 years. Yahoo was not a sexy place at all. No one really, you know, top people didn't want to work there. But uh, for a lot of people, Yahoo was the Internet. So is that where Facebook is now? You know, we'll... Uh, that remains to be seen. I got more to come. We're, we're talking with Josh Senders of Tidbits on the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. You may need this herbal tea for relief right away, so write this down. D-R-M-I-L-L-E-R-S clinic.com. If you take meds, then suffer stomach distress, constipation, indigestion, acid reflux, and bloating, and nothing else helps, get Dr. Miller's Holy Tea or Super Holy Tea, a cleansing, detoxifying herbal tea, now available at great rates direct from Dr. Miller's office. Call or click 888-660-7039 or D-R-M-I-L-L-E-R-S clinic.com. Most of you know that heart disease is the number one silent killer in the U.S. What if I told you for just $54.95 a month you could fight against heart disease naturally? At Heart and Body Extract, we've been helping thousands of people get back to a healthier heart. Don't just take my word for it. Check out all of the success stories at hbextract.com. Or to order, call 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. hbextract.com. Don't risk it when you can take charge of it. USA Radio News with Wendy King. Virginia's governor promises to remain in office despite widespread calls for his resignation. Ralph Northam is trying to distance himself from a racist photo in his 1984 medical school yearbook. 
When I was confronted with the images yesterday, I was appalled that they appeared on my page, but I believe then and now that I am not either of the people in that photo. Northam still faces a chorus of people calling for his resignation. He says he hadn't seen the yearbook until the picture surfaced on Friday. He said he prematurely apologized. Virginia's two senators and former Governor Doug Wilder are now calling on him to resign. President Trump tweets that Northam's actions are unforgivable. You're listening to USA Radio News. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first class tickets. 800-871-3291. 800-871-3291. Again, that's 800-871-3291. Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? $92,000. Ouch. And the IRS left no room for Jake to breathe. They put a lien on my house, took all the money out of my bank account, took money out of my paychecks. So it was a nightmare. He needed help fast. I figured that all these companies were the same until I called federal tax management. You could just tell they knew what they were talking about. Right then and there, I felt like I had some hope. Stop the liens, levies, and garnishments fast and qualify for one of several special IRS programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. So, how did it go for Jake? They did what they said they would do. They came through for me. I ended up saving an unbelievable amount. I was so jazzed. (laughs) I was extremely happy. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes... Take Jake's advice. Give federal tax management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the federal tax management hotline now. 800-503-8625. Live with Gene Steinberg. It's the Tech Night Owl. Because you never know what's going to happen next. The Facebook follies. All the problems with security of Facebook. And you have these ever-changing, convoluted preferences that make it difficult. I think the interface of Facebook, and I've used the app on my iPhone, I've gone on the site, it's a ragged mess. It's not smooth, it's not easy. I mean, even Twitter is badly designed. If you want to respond to somebody's tweet directly, not publicly, it makes it more difficult. Yeah, I don't know. Any other one I think are very good. Uh very good design. Facebook has gotten just so busy that it's hard to even know what the heck's going on there. Yeah, I think somebody ought to 
hire an interface designer to straighten it out. It is a, it's just a mess of stuff there. You don't feel comfortable. You feel lost in this confusing array of screens and sidebars. Maybe that's the point. Maybe Maybe they want you to feel confused. Well, I find it uncomfortable. That's it. I hate using Facebook. We use Facebook for the business, and we have to be on there. I use Facebook Messenger because virtually everyone has Facebook Messenger. To a lesser degree, WhatsApp. My son has WhatsApp. In terms of instant messaging, Apple's messages is Apple gear. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. You know, I've often wondered if uh, Facebook's going to be like uh, MySpace and uh, just be supplanted by something else. Maybe that'll happen. I don't know. It seems like, you know, my wife's a high school teacher, so, uh, you know, I, I do get to talk to uh, teenagers on a somewhat regular basis. And it just seems like a lot of them are, you know, uh, if they're on Facebook, it's have a sense of obligation uh, to please uh, older relatives. And I know like some employers, they don't even want to hire somebody who doesn't have a Facebook, um, uh, which is uh, just, just kind of weird. So, I mean, it's, it's weirdly ingrained, but it seems like it's more for, for an older generation now. And uh, uh, so it's very possible something else supplants it later on, or maybe we just move away from social media entirely. I don't know. Well, what are the kids using? Instagram? Instagram is owned by Facebook, by the way. <laughs> There's a new one uh, that's pretty popular called TikTok, and it's a lot like Vine used to be, where it's focused on short videos, and and that seems to be kind of one of the hot things right now. I think Snapchat's still a pretty popular thing, but you know, I, I don't think Snapchat will ever take off as like a social network. Like some people think, because look, there's two uses for Snapchat. I'll just be really blunt about this. It's kids hiding things from their parents and, and uh, people hiding things from their spouses. You know, that's what, that's what a uh, Snapchat's for. You know, I, I, I use Snapchat for a while just because I want to see what the hype was about. It's very hard to follow a conversation where, where your last, uh, the last messages were, were deleted. <laughs> it, it's a, uh, it makes you feel like you're senile or something, like because you, you can't remember what you're talking about a minute ago. Okay, there's no chat history. No, I mean you can save a post, but it's like it's a big deal when you do. You know, you can you can save a post, but then like it's like an alarm sets off another person's phone and and all this. You know, it's definitely not how you're, how you're supposed to use things. Yeah, there's no chat history because the the chats vanish after a few seconds or after they're seen. Yeah, they, they fade away. So you have to read them quickly and internalize them. Well, does that mean, for example, if law enforcement wants to check your history later on, they can't? Um, if they if they try to check it from your phone, they would have a hard time. Now, my understanding is it's logged in the, on Snapchat's end. So ostensibly, they go to Snapchat and recover those messages. Um, now, if you use something like Signal, which is an encrypted chat app and you can set it so messages messages disappear and it's i think it's peer-to-peer you know then you know yeah once the messages are gone there's, there'd be no way to retrieve them um at least that i'm aware of well i guess one way if you want to wipe out your history that's one way of doing it i think that makes it confusing but i guess maybe the fear on the part of young people that what they say will be used against them and if it's not there how can you use it against them Right, right. You know, I don't know. 
I have no idea about all these new services. I have to watch them being in the business. But I think right now kids are just looking for alternatives. I think a lot of people want alternatives to Facebook and possibly to a lesser degree Twitter. Yeah, but the, the problem is uh, Facebook and uh, to, to a somewhat lesser degree Twitter are useful, you know, in so many ways. Like I said, it's, it's become, uh, especially for like my small town, a, a sort of community bulletin board, a trading post. Um, uh, so, uh, you know, what, what replaces that? You know, I don't know. I don't know. And who, who would have the resources to take Facebook on in such a capacity? And, you know, how much... Um, just inertia would you have to overcome that's true that's the problem right here having an alternative that can handle the amount of publicity it needs to take off then again it could go viral if they get a core group of young people to push for it it could expand it may take years to really become competitive but isn't that the only way at this point yeah, I mean, I think, I think if someone comes up with something genuinely better, it'll probably take off pretty quick, but it uh, hasn't happened yet. Uh, so, and, and there doesn't seem to be just a ton of, um, you know, excess cash floating around Silicon Valley like it used to be. So, you know, we'll see. But uh, Facebook is as weak as it's ever been. So if anyone has been considering launching a Facebook alternative, now would be a good time to attempt it. Right now, use the publicity, the bad publicity that you get from Facebook as a gauge to make it happen. I'm bringing up my Facebook page here. So I've got two rows of content in the middle, a left sidebar, a right sidebar. It's got endless scrolling here. You know, it just keeps scrolling. And I hate this scrolling where you don't have a stopping point. It goes on endlessly. I know that's a modern interface, and it's supposed to be, I guess, positive. DuckDuckGo does that with searches, or they used to. But this is just not anything that I'd like to use. And then you've got different options. You've got the one with your name, then the home, and then you've got one called Create, where you create something. This is not... In my opinion, my very humble opinion, a very good interface, like Microsoft programmers worked on it. <laughs> you know, I really do think part of the uh, design decision behind Facebook is to um, is to confuse the user and keep them confused and just sort of, uh, you know, in a feel powerless i really do feel like that's part of the goal there because it seems like all these sites end up like this where it's just it's way too much information and you know, it's like i said i hate the endless scrolling because i'm so used to um sites uh you know they have information at the bottom of the page and i've actually found some sites will still have that stuff and like the, so the only way to like email somebody or you know see certain things on the page is to go all the way to the bottom, and then they've also enabled the endless scrolling, so you can you never get to the bottom and get to that stuff. It's absolutely maddening. The case of the endless scroll. It never stops. What doesn't stop is the Tech Night How Plus. It's a way to get this show free of the network ads and really support our work 
And the best way to do it is to check out plus.technightowl.com. Visit plus.technightowl.com. You'll see there that we charge as little as $1.49 a week. You can't even buy coffee at a convenience store for much less than that. And, you know, maybe it gets you a third of a cup at Starbucks. Plus.technightowl.com. More to come with, with Josh Centers. are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Pain in my neck, back, and shoulders has really gotten worse. Relief for body pain is here with Sunny Bay Heating Pads. Well, the last thing I want is to take another pill, so what's so good about Sunny Bay Heating Pads? Sunny Bay Heating Pads, made by Biomed DB Design right here in the USA, come in all sizes. Our extra-large microwavable heating pad for back pain is designed to be large enough to cover your entire back. It's also perfect to wrap around your legs, knees, or shoulder and neck. But I need to know their good quality. Of course, Sunny Bay heating pads and pillows are often an Amazon choice and it's easy and most affordable when you purchase your Sunny Bay heating pads right from our website sunshinepillows.com or call us 253-678-1361 Hey, a Sunny Bay heating pad would make a great gift, right? Yes, and they start at just $19.99 and free shipping is available. So call 253-678-1361 or shop for your Sunny Bay heating pad at sunshinepillows.com Would you like to get back that full head of hair from years past? Now, there is Reveal. Beverly Hills celebrity dermatologist Dr. Nathan Newman took nearly a decade to develop Reveal from natural botanicals to return to a full-body head of hair. Reveal for men and women with a 30-day money-back guarantee at GCNLife.com or toll-free 844-443-6637. 844-443-6637. Reveal at GCNLife.com. Warning, if you're drowning in debt you can't afford, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to pay it all back, because you don't. What the credit card companies don't want you to know is that there's actually a way to get debt-free without paying off your entire debt or going bankrupt. If you have $5,000 or more in credit card debt, you now have the right to let us settle that debt for a fraction of what you owe. For free information, call Credit Associates now. 1-800-959-5759. We'll even show you how much money you could save. If you can't afford to pay off all your debt, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to. Call Credit Associates now for free information on how to get debt-free faster than you ever thought possible without debt consolidation or bankruptcy. 
We depend on your success and offer a guarantee, so there's no risk. For free information, call now. 1-800-959-5759. That's 1-800-959-5759. 1-800-959-5759. This is George Norrie from Coast to Coast AM and History Channel's Ancient Aliens. We support the amazing energy, nutrition, and skincare products from Jeunesse. Jeunesse products are designed by leading doctors in their field with natural ingredients and even stem cell technology. These products help your body perform Form and look better. Shop Jeunesse at GCNLife.com or call 1-844-443-6637. GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. Do you know what's going to happen next? Well, here's the Tech Night Owl. Live with Gene Steinberg. Hey, we got Josh Sanders this week on the Tech Night Out Live talking about Facebook follies, Bengate Volume 2, the iPad version, all that stuff, Right. And you wrote a new book here, Take Control of Apple's Notes. Yeah. Now, my wife uses notes for her shopping list. Is that a good use for notes? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, In fact, that's one of my favorite uses of notes um, because you can do checklists in notes and uh, you can share those with someone else. So, you know, multiple people can be working in the same list and, you know, check things off and, and add things to the list. I have a lot of different apps like this. Like for instance, my wife and I both use an app called paprika to manage recipes in our shopping list. But, uh, sometimes, uh, you know, actually a lot of times we'll, we'll go to notes for a different sort of shopping list. Like for instance, if we want to make a shopping list of things other than groceries or, uh, you know, like for instance, uh, you know, here we are in Christmas time, and, uh, you know, so we'll use notes for our Christmas shopping lists and, and so forth. And one of the things I love about uh, lists and notes also, and I have a whole section in the book about this, is how you can indent and outdent items in a list. So if you want to make a list that has sub items in it, that's something you totally something you can do. Yeah, a great use for notes. And of course, you know, notes has a lot of other great capabilities, too. You can add uh, images to a note. You can even drop like PDFs and, and voice recordings into a note. And that's all stuff I explain in the book. In terms of information capture, it's it's always there. If, if you're firmly entrenched in the Apple ecosystem, it's it's on your iPhone, it's on your iPad, it's on your Mac. Uh, it's right there in your web browser if you have to use Windows or Linux. Um, always there, has a lot of capabilities. You can start, you know, you can very easily open, uh, you know, pull out your iPhone and open notes without even unlocking your phone. I explain how to do that in the book. You can quickly take down a note and then go back later and add all kinds of formatting to it, add extra stuff to it. It's, it's just a great information uh, storage system, you know, cause you can, you can quickly add things to it. And then you also have all sorts of tools where you can dress it up later and make things more readable. What I like is a printed note though. Does it do a good <laughs> job printing? You know, I have printed notes before, so yeah, it's totally doable. What don't we know about notes? What uh, are the uh, things about notes that we'd like to know to maybe encourage us, and I speak in the plural, to, <laughs> to use it? 
Okay, well, there's there's a lot of little uh, hidden features. Uh, for one thing, uh, did you know if you have an iPad and an Apple Pencil, and of course an iPad that supports the Apple Pencil, you can uh, tap on the screen with the Apple Pencil to start a new note, um, like a tap on the lock screen. You can use notes to scan documents. It has a document scanner feature built into it, and you can scan multi-page documents with notes. So I think some other things that aren't just immediately obvious. Uh, one of those, uh, like the Mac version, has lots lots of interesting little hidden features. Like, for instance, you can pop out a note into its own separate window, and then there's a Photos browser built into Notes for the Mac where you can browse through your photo library directly from Notes. Well, lots of little things like that. There's also lots of great little uh, formatting options uh, I'm not sure if most people have have thought about Heva. Like, for instance, you can apply styles and uh, you can apply different formats. Like, you can do strike throughs. You can do, you know, the, uh, diff- uh, you can do headings, things like that. So, uh, and I also show in the book how you can uh, use those kinds of tools to make your notes a lot more readable. Uh, you know, so you can go from like a very basic uh, list and really build that out and build something a lot more complex. Um, Notes also just tables. I don't think a lot. Uh, I'm not sure a lot of people know that. Now, I'll be honest. I've never found just a great use for those tables and notes. But you know, uh, I've always found that my readers tend to be a little more creative than I am, and uh, they they always find uses for things that that I, I won't necessarily understand what the purpose is. Uh, so, if anyone's found uses for those tables, let me know. I'm I'm always fascinated when uh, readers tell me things like that. Is there a way with notes? To set up a shopping list, put the prices of the items next to the item and have it added up? No, I can't do math for you. Um, if you want something like that, you'd have to use something like numbers. You'd have to use some kind of spreadsheet, most likely. But uh, no, that'd be really cool if they added that. It's such a simple function. I mean, you have a supercomputer in your pocket and you got this app. It can't add things up. <laughs> well, you know, it's a lot more capable than it used to be. And because uh, uh, when I first shipped with the iPhone, all it was, you know, had that terrible uh, ruled notebook background and that marker felt font. And uh, you didn't really have any formatting options. So it's improved a lot. And Apple seems pretty uh, invested in, in making it uh, be a pretty great app. So you know, we might try suggesting that to them. And they, they might actually consider it. The version on iOS. Fully compatible with the Mac version? Yeah, uh, it's it's uh, one case where iCloud actually works really well. And uh, uh, for the most part, if you edit a note on one platform, it will show up on the rest pretty much instantly. And uh, there's no weird incompatibilities. Uh, there's a few for there's actually a few formatting options on the Mac that aren't available on iOS. They show up in iOS. Okay, so you're asking about features people don't know about. Actually, here's a really interesting one. Did you know um, uh, for notes on the Mac, you can format things as like subscripts and superscripts? So if you're writing like chemical formulas, like I don't know, like H2O2 or something like that, you could select the twos and make them subscripts. So they're like the little twos under the letters. Um, so that's something you can do. Um, you can also set text color in in uh, the in notes for the Mac. Uh, so so uh, there's some of those things I highlight in the book that uh, you may not know about otherwise. Well, I'll tell you what. I will probably, I will probably still not use it very much. 
Well, it's not for everybody. It's not for everybody. You know, remember, Notes has been there for how many years? How many thousands of years? On the Mac? Yeah. Sure. So, But, hey, you know, I, th- I think there's there's a lot of stuff there people don't know about that, you know, maybe they would use it if they did. Also, I do want to mention, while we're talking about the book, uh, if you go to my YouTube page, uh, just, just search for Josh Centers on YouTube. Uh, I am doing a Christmas Day giveaway of a copy of Notes. Uh, so go, you know, look me up on YouTube. Check out that video, and uh, and I explain uh, how to register to win one copy of Notes on Christmas Day. And I'll do a drawing that day, and one person will get a, a copy of the book. This is an electronic book through Take Control Books. Yes. Which, which means the one, the only Joe Kissel runs the show. And he writes, what, 90% of the titles? <laughs> I don't know about that. He did edit this book, so you know if you're a Joe Kissel fan, this this will have the Joe Kissel seal of quality on it. You know, he reminds me of some people in other fields, like we have a guy on the Paracast or Paranormal Show on this week, Nick Redfern, who's written over fifty books, but he writes normal printed books. But it used to be you can get a take control book printed if you wanted. Is that still being done? No, I, I think it was it was like prohibitively expensive or something like that. Uh, and I just it didn't seem to work well. I, I, I do wish we we could get them printed because people always ask me. You know, I tell them I wrote a book. I'm like, oh, well, can I buy it from a bookstore? Like, oh, no. And then they kind of act like, oh, well, you're just some lunatic who releases PDFs on a website. <laughs> but I mean, for tech books, uh, you know, it makes it makes the most sense to have them electronically because we do have to update them. I actually. As I speak, we're planning a quick update to the notes book to fix a you know a couple of small things and add some things we we didn't think about uh, when we published and and of course if you own the book you get those updates for free that's no trouble uh, you know back in the days of paper uh, tech books you know when I was a kid I would I would buy all these paper tech books and I would notice errors in them all the time and, and there was no way for the publisher to fix those things um, so. Uh, you know, also, you know, uh, we get we offer free book updates all the time to our readers. And uh, that's something you couldn't get in a, in a paper book. And all those paper books got outdated really quickly. And you have to know the secret about those paper books. I wrote a bunch of them, a couple and a half dozen. The thing is here is you are given a very rigorous short schedule. So a 400, 500 page book, you have maybe six weeks, eight to 10 weeks for the 1000 page book. It goes through multiple editing processes, but it's very, very easy for for mistakes to creep in because it's not like a major hardcover book where it's sitting there for a couple of years putting things together. It's a rush production job. And I got sick of it because it wasn't worth the time. More to come with Josh Centers. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. For listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill a minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. 
But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. If you're talking, they will hear you Why are we getting killed like this? Kyle's not here. Got caught drinking beer in the park a couple of nights ago. Really? Yeah. Zero tolerance. He's out for the season. Harsh. Hey, he knew not to drink. We've made that clear to all of our kids, right? Uh, no, not really. Bill, if we don't tell them what we expect and why they shouldn't drink, how are they going to know? Talk. They hear you. You can do it if you try. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. That isn't the only reason, Josh, why I stopped writing the tech books. Part of it is also... The advances went way, way down because sales went way, way down. And you reached a point where all this work didn't pay off. Yeah, it's true. Uh, you know, it does seem like fewer people are buying uh, technology books these days. And, um, you know, all kinds of reasons probably for that. You know, uh, people my age, you know, I'm just used to Googling stuff, you know. So um, uh, that's probably how a lot of people uh, solve their tech issues. Also, video has uh, become a big thing. So those are things we're definitely looking at more, uh, you know, at Take Control and, and Tidbits and elsewhere. Uh, you know, I've been making a lot of videos lately. I just made a video for my YouTube channel because I had a friend who got an iPhone XR and he was totally confused about how things work on it. So I made a quick video showing how, uh, how you work things on the lock screen. And uh, I'm, I'm planning to make another one that'll show some how, how to do other things on the iPhone 10. And those are fun and useful and I find video is really good for things like that. It's better to show it in motion than to try to put it in words and, and pick the right screenshots for it. It's a lot easier to just show, you know, my fingers actually on the screen and this is what you do. And, and it's just instantaneous for the viewer. Notes. If you were the one to design the interface for notes, what would you change? Uh, you, you know, my biggest uh, bugaboo on about notes, and it has been for a while, is the yellow text on the on the yellow, still kind of skeuomorphic paper background. I would I would get rid of the yellow text entirely, and I would um, I would get rid of that that skeuomorphic background because it it drives me nuts. I would just have a plain white background. 
While we were talking about notes, I was looking over some information on the web just to maybe raise some more issues. There's an opinion piece over at CNN. Mark Zuckerberg has lost all credibility with Congress and the rest of us. So you get the sense of it. I don't have to tell you the rest. That's it right there. I don't think it's enough to kill off Facebook. But then, who knows? So what sort of new equipment have you gotten since the last time we talked? New new equipment? Uh, you got yourself an iPad Pro, the new version? No. No, I don't have any of the new stuff. Uh, <laughs> like all, all my stuff's old. I have an iPhone 10. 2016 MacBook Pro, 2017 iPad Pro, 10 and a half inch. Let's see, equipment, equipment. Oh, Fujitsu sent me a ScanSnap uh, scanner. It's still in the box. And uh, Ecovax sent me a, a window cleaning robot. So <laughs> those, are, those are some things I have around. No, I have uh, most of my money this year is going toward medical bills uh, from the birth of my second son. And uh, toward, uh, I had to buy my wife a new car. Uh, this past summer, so uh, yeah, I haven't, I haven't bought a lot of new toys for myself. After that, you're lucky you can pay for everything. <laughs> right. A, you have to have a two-income family these days. You see, back in the 50s, one guy, because the women at that point were not working as much in the work, one guy could support a family of four, buy a house, buy a car on one salary. Middle-class person. Yeah, yeah. You're getting in my wheelhouse now because I've I would like to be able to support the whole family just myself. My wife's been staying; she, you know, she's staying home for three months uh, after the birth of the child, and then she goes back to work in February. So uh, it's been really nice. I wish we'd always do that, uh, but you know, unless you know, a whole bunch of extra work comes my way, yeah, she's got to go back to work. Most unfortunate. That's the way it is in this crazy, crazy world. What do you think here? Looking at the overall picture, Apple, the roller coaster stock price, all the feelings, all the rumors that iPhone sales have cratered once again. More fake news? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking at right now, Apple stock price was what, 200 something dollars. It's $152.97. Amazon replaced Apple as the number one company in market cap. I'm looking at the tendency here. I'm just looking right here at different stock prices. Hold on. Okay, this is... I have to go back farther to do this. But uh, it's giving me a a buy-sell sign. I'm over Yahoo, by the way. So let's look at the month things here. So six months. That's better. It peaked at what? $232.07. And this takes us back to September. And it's had its up and down since then. And right now it is lower than it was. And let's do a year to date kind of thing here. Lower the, It's almost back at the level it was at the beginning of the year. Of course, the whole stock market has been suffering. So is this Apple or just a stock market in general? Well, it's tough to say. We're not going to know uh, until the quarter one results come in. Uh, what the sales are. And even then, Apple's no longer reporting unit sales. My guess is, based on all the signs, that iPhones aren't selling great. Um, there's, uh, I have friends, uh, you know, journalist friends who Apple 
people from Apple PR are actually visiting to talk about the iPhone XR, which I've never heard of ever. Um, uh, they, they're offering all kinds of different deals on the, on the iPhones. Uh, Apple's no longer giving unit sales. I'm seeing lots of signs that Apple uh, isn't moving units like they used to. And, you know, as I've been saying for a while, uh, and some people don't like this, I don't care. It's, it's true. Uh, Apple is uh, raising prices of things to try to uh, make up for the fact they can't sell as many, or, you know, they've hit a wall in terms of how many they can sell to. Um, so uh, the signs don't look great, but, you know, I could very well be wrong. You know, we, uh, we saw last year uh, suppliers were talking about Apple cutting orders and, oh, you no, know, people aren't buying for the iPhone 10. And then quarter one results came out and numbers were huge. Again, the iPhone 10 was a huge hit. So um, th- these all could be, so uh, these all could be false signs, just as we saw with the iPhone 10 last year, suppliers were talking about uh, orders being cut. And then the iPhone 10 uh, turned out to actually be a huge hit when we talked about quarter one results. So, uh, you know, I, I have a, you know, wait, wait and see attitude on this. Um, in terms of the stock price, a lot of the stock price, uh, I mean, it, Apple has done some things to shake investor confidence, uh, as has President Trump. And I think that that really where a lot of the leeriness from investors comes from because they, they don't, he kind of seems to have a penchant for targeting Apple and that makes investors nervous. Um, and also just in general, the, the stock market's been, crazy up and down all year so uh part of apple's fluctuation is uh, is a reflection of that but as you know apple has surpassed them in market cap so some of it is uh you know directly targeted at apple and uh, you know in terms of company health though i mean I, I think apple's going to be just fine they're just having a bit of a bumpy road right now due to um uh, largely due to politics, partially due to uh, you know, item uh, market saturation and uh, in some cases product quality. But overall, Apple has you know really good problems to have. I mean, their biggest problem right now is that they've sold a device to almost everyone who wants one. Uh, <laughs> that's that's you know there's definitely worse problems to have than that. And also, these products last longer than you might expect so people keep their iphones longer they keep their macs longer i've talked to a number of people who have really really old macbook pros like i do mine is eight years old it will not run mojave but it still works fine so i continue to use it doesn't have a retina display that's the only downside there but you have people who have these old computers that just run just perfectly my wife has an iPad that I think is about four years old now and still runs the latest operating systems. I'll check the history of it right now. And we got that for a song, you know, and, right. you know, how that works. That's part of why I didn't feel really need to buy new hardware this year. I mean, uh, you know, on one hand, you could say Apple's stagnating. On the other hand, you could say, well, Apple's uh, been so far ahead this whole time that, uh, you, you know, uh, an Apple product from a couple of years ago has held up really well. We've got more to come. One more segment with Josh Centers on the Tech Night Out Live. Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill a minute story you'll never forget. 
A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Gold is a better way. Gold is a better way. Gold is a better way dot com. Imagine doing business with a company that seeks to add massive value before asking for your business. Hi, my name's Adam Barada. I'm the co-owner of Advantage Gold and the author of the now national best-selling book, Gold is a Better Way. This book may not be for you, but if you're like most people, you'll be blown away when you learn why gold is set to soar to over $10,000. And as a bonus for hitting the bestsellers list, I've been gifted 250 copies from my publisher. If you have an IRA or 401k with over $100,000, I want to send you a copy of the national best-selling book. You can buy it on Amazon or go to Barnes & Noble or be among the first 250 people to reply. Just text the word bestseller to 49776. That's bestseller to 49776 to claim your free national best-selling book now. That's the word bestseller to 49776. We promise to add massive value before ever asking for your business. Just text the word bestseller to 49776. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow, and like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat, I would flip-flop all night long, I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented MyPillow, I wanted it to where you can move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. MyPillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster, and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed, it's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. Bacon lovers, we ship free. Try our amazing bacon. No refrigeration required. Proprietary value-added packaging provides 10 years shelf life and protects the leanest, thickest, center-cut, fully-cooked bacon in America today. Ready to eat right from the pouch or warm and serve. Savory and delicious. Wholesale price for your everyday use. Order today at readytoeatbacon.com. Readytoeatbacon.com. 
We'd like to hear from you. If you have any thoughts or comments about the Tech Night Owl Live, please get in touch at news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. Looking for past episodes? We've got hundreds at technightowl.com slash radio. That's technightowl.com slash radio. Or subscribe on iTunes. The longevity and quality of Apple products other than Ben's and little tiny defects is exemplary. But as you see, it reaches a point where people don't upgrade as often. And Apple's trying to make it up with services. Anything new on the services front? There are TV shows and such. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, Apple definitely seems like uh, they're trying to boost the services category. And, and uh, yeah, I don't know much about the TV show front. Um uh, you know, you hear about them picking up a new show every now and then. You know, uh, they signed a deal with A24, the big indie movie studio. Uh, you know, so yeah, we'll, we'll just see. We'll see what comes out of that. I'm a little skeptical because it seems like everything they announce is kind of uh, haphazard. There doesn't seem to be a real theme to whatever it is Apple's planning. And uh, what little Apple has produced content-wise so far hasn't been terribly impressive. So... Um, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> well, we have shows in production, but as you know, because the show is in production doesn't mean it'll make it to a final release. Yeah, uh, you know, something I wrote uh, for Tidbits a while back, uh, you know, the thing with content is that content itself is its own sort of unique currency. You know, Apple could spend a billion dollars trying to produce good content and walk away with nothing but crap. So if you have a hit movie, you have a hit TV show, that really is uh, a special thing in and of itself. And, and you know, the landscape we're in, it's almost worth more than money. You know, it's one of those things, um, you know, in terms of ownership, uh, you have to trade it for uh, something of equal equal or better value. So, uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's sort of an interesting thing in that, you know, there, there's so many factors that go into making uh, not even necessarily a popular um, bit of content, uh, but and making something that's at least just good or you know decent, acceptable, uh, and and then taking you know then there's all kinds of good TV shows and TV that get overlooked, you know especially on the uh, smaller premium channels like Stars and uh, Showtime things like that, and you know they might last a few episodes, they might last a season or two, and then quietly fade away. And even though they were quality programs, good actors. Uh, et cetera, et cetera. They just never caught on like, say, a, a Game of Thrones or a Breaking Bad did. So it's it's a total crapshoot, you know, and, and, and it's no wonder uh, TV executives get so focused on spinoffs and reboots and things like that, because they have at least some guarantee of success there, you know, uh, uh, banking on an already popular franchise. I just don't think that having a new version of Amazing Stories is so original. Yeah, well, I mean, what's that? I mean, what does the Amazing Stories name offer for anybody? Um, you know, I, I really liked that show. Uh, that was one of my favorite shows growing up, but that show's 30 years old. And it really had a lot of follow-up in the meantime. I mean, and people are going to be like, oh, yeah, Amazing Stories. I liked that, you know, 30 years ago. And uh, I'm going to watch that now. I mean, yeah, you know, I don't really know what they're going for there. Um, but, you know, I don't want to judge this stuff before we see it. And, uh, you know, it, it, the content could be great, but... Uh, based on Apple's current track record, and by that I mean uh, Carpool Karaoke and Battle of the uh, Planet of the Apps, uh, hasn't been great so far. So <laughs> my hopes aren't especially high. 
Well, the shows that we hear about sound a lot better than carpool karaoke. And then again, I have to say the ones with Barbara Streisand, which was on the TV show, and the one with Paul McCartney were pretty good. But otherwise, I just don't watch them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not not my thing in the first place, so, yeah. But if all these other shows come to something, it would be really nice. But once again, because a show is in production does not mean that show will ever see the live day. Yeah, very tricky stuff. Very tricky. So, so many things go into it. Then again, it's even worse that Apple is buying some properties without even doing a pilot. Where that, that's really having a lot of confidence. Yeah, something about it seems kind of desperate to me. So that's the problem, too, if the initial shows are not hits. If the initial shows are not hits. What does Apple yeah, do for an encore? Yeah, I think Apple might be a little bit over their head here. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I'm, I'm just going to maintain a wait-and-see attitude, uh, but my hopes aren't especially high. Again, I like the concept of an Amazing Stories in general, in an anthology series, but it couldn't even last two seasons when the original version came out, I think, on NBC. So what makes them think it's going to survive now? Yeah, it's not a very, it's not an especially strong brand. So, um, yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, anthology series uh, tend to have a rough go of it anyway. You know, Black Mirror being uh, probably the most successful of its kind since the Twilight Zone. But I mean, uh, I mean, how many of these have there been and none of them terribly successful? And I remember like Tales from the Crypt, Tales from the Dark Side. Uh, you know, Rod the Sir outer and, limits. Uh, yeah, like, remember, remember the outer, outer limits? limits. Yeah, there is nothing wrong and with your television set. We are controlling transmission. Era. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. And I so, thought, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, you know, a lot of these are great shows. Uh, uh, but uh, you know, no, I don't think any of them were especially big hits. So, uh, you, you know, you have variety shows, anthology shows uh, in general. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I don't really understand the Apple media strategy here. Um, part of me suspects it's Eddie Q picking names of a hat. I don't know. I wish I, I would like Apple to, to talk more about it. And I'm sure they'll be willing to do that uh, once they have something to announce. Well, the publicity of the non-announcement of famous people being involved, like Steven Spielberg with Amazing Stories, Ronald D. Moore of Battlestar Galactica, and Star Trek fame doing a new sci-fi series, M. Night Shyamalan with a new series, but then after a couple of films, he kind of petered out in terms of quality. He's kind of on, on, on the upswing again, so you know he, he might make some good stuff for him. Certainly possible. So a lot of interesting ideas in the sci-fi arena that I'd like to see accomplished, but Apple is going to have to put really good money into a sci-fi series to make it make sense. Of course, nowadays, the quality of sci-fi shows is far better because you can do more things with special effects 
on a Mac or a PC without having to buy hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars of equipment. Josh Sanders, tell our listeners where they can find more of your stuff. You can get uh, Take Control of Notes uh, from TakeControlBooks.com. My articles are always on Tidbits.com. And uh, look up Josh Sanders on YouTube. Uh, My latest video, uh, watch that. You'll learn how to to win uh, maybe a copy of Take Control of Notes on Christmas. Josh Sanders, Merry Christmas. Thank you for joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. Merry Christmas, sir. for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, the Mineral Doctor. You've heard me talk about 90 for Life for years. 60 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, 2 fatty acids. You may not know this, that I've actually designed Arthur decks for animals. That's right. Your pets need 90 for Life too. Get this essential pet product by calling 877-279-9422. That's 877-279-9422. Again, 877-279-9422. Anytime, any place, anywhere, radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. USA Radio News with Wendy King. The governor of Virginia is under fire, first because of comments he made in support of allowing late-term abortions when the fetus is unable to survive after birth. Then a photo surfaced of him and another person dressed in blackface and a KKK robe from when he was in medical school. WTKR-TV's Margaret Kavanaugh reports. The governor acknowledges the hurt inflicted by the picture, but says in his video message that he does not want to step down. And I am ready to do the hard work of regaining your trust. I have spent the past year as your governor fighting for Virginia that works better for all people. The governor came under a firestorm of criticism this week after he talked about late-term abortions. During this interview, he claims he was describing a medical situation in rare circumstances and says his comments were taken out of context. You're listening to USA Radio News. If you're 85 or younger, would you like peace of mind and comfort for your family? We're Final Expense Direct with an urgent message for you. The average funeral today costs over $8,000, but the most you'll get from government benefits is $255. How will your family pay the difference? We can help. Our senior plans start as low as just a dollar a day and pay up to $30,000 for a funeral and other final expenses. Peace of mind is easy. There's no medical exam. You'll have lifetime coverage, and your plan can't be canceled as long as you pay your premiums. Call now for free information about our senior plans. Answer a few simple questions and receive approval right on the phone. Plus, call right now, and we'll give you a discount prescription card for free. Call 800-561-5716. That's 800-561-5716. Again, 800-561-5716. 
Policies issued by American General Life Insurance Company, Houston, Texas. Not available in all states. For details, visit AIGdirect.com. Do you have a family? Would you like to help make sure they'll be taken care of if anything were to happen to you? If you answered yes, you probably need life insurance. Now, do you think life insurance is expensive? If you answered yes to that, too, you definitely need to give AIG Direct a call. We could find you a quarter of a million dollar policy for just $14 a month, which means you could save hundreds of dollars a year. Call us now for a free, no obligation quote. 1-800-919-5435. Since 1995, we've helped millions of people find out if they could save up to 70% on their term life insurance. See how affordably we can help you protect your family. Call AIG Direct now for your free quote. 1-800-919-5435. You could save up to 70%. That's 1-800-919-5435. 1-800-919-5435. What's going to happen next? You never know when you're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. We have Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer joining us. And we have a lot of issues that were raised by our previous guest, Josh Centers, that I want Brian to tackle. This way, we get two different slants, or maybe the same slant. And one of them is, you know, we have Apple with the 5K iMac that can drive another 5K iMac. And then we have the MacBook Pro that can drive two 5K displays. Okay, so we have the iMac can drive a 5K display. The MacBook Pros, the 15-inch, can drive two 5K displays, I believe, right? Or is it one or two? And then the iMac Pro. I mean, all this, they have all this GPU horsepower. And now, how many 5K displays do you have to choose from? We have the LG, and Dell announced it at one time. I don't even think it ever went on sale. Why the dearth of 5K displays? I would imagine, uh, so Dell does have a 27-inch 5K display for sale right now just fyi but i I, part of it is i don't think there are that many i mean apple seems to be the one company that has led the charge in um and making machines that can do this if you remember when the imac 5k was first released 4k displays at that time were the you know oh my goodness that's that's a high resolution and apple had to come up with its own custom connector to make that work so I haven't paid that much attention to the rest of the PC industry in the intervening time, but I, I think that Apple is the one is just like the one company making computers that are focusing on that resolution. I just looked at Dell's page where they list the 5K display, the UP2715K. You go to the site and there's no place to place an order. I was actually trying to figure that out right after I said that they had one for sale. Yeah, this is what I'm saying is that it's announced that's for sale. And somebody has a used one, I see, for sale at Adorama. And Apple, of course, sells the LG. But you can't buy the Dell. Or let's see Amazon. Let's see if Amazon allows you to buy it. Uh, 5K display. And I'm looking here. 
It's currently unavailable. We don't know when or if this item will be back in stock. So, yeah, it's a nice-looking display. I think it looks nicer than the one from LG, which is kind of pedestrian, to put it mildly. But you can't buy it. And I see, and you know, HP is doing their 34-inch wide curved display, which is really, really sexy. But it's not a, it's it's not a 5K display. I'm looking over at that company that I really don't want to name, but I will anyway. Samsung, I'm trying to see if they have one because they've got a 28 inch, a 27 inch, and a 34 inch curved. But I can't tell what the dis, what the uh, resolution is. I yeah, know. I, I really I know. need I to have a curved display. I just really, really pray for a curved display. You would love one? No. They're nice. They're nice. I, you know, I, I, uh, the, the HP one is really, really sexy looking. I believe you. All right. So <laughs> now I'm kind of thinking here, Apple is supposed to come out with a new displays. I guess when they release the Mac Pro next year. Assuming they release the Mac Pro next year. And I'll take it that probably have to because they've been promising it for a while. I think Apple's going to sell 8K. And part of it is that the movie industry is moving to 8K. Well, uh, that you know, I suppose that's possible, Gene. But if you remember when they did 5K, that was supposed to be room for 4K video with another 1,000K, another 1,000 pixels left over for, uh, you know, palettes and controls and things like that. So does 8K even cut it? Well, that's 10K. Yeah, yeah, that would actually that if if they're going to take that same angle, they would they would they would move to 10K. I have no idea about display technology what that beast will cost. Now, when they came out with the 5K Retina display, the original model in 2014 was a few hundred dollars more than the regular 27-inch iMac, but it filtered down to fill the entire product line. So the 17.99 version is yeah. a 5K display. They all are. So will Apple introduce a 10K display, like a some kind of oddball size that is appropriate to that resolution, sell it for three, four grand, and then over the years it'll filter down, and maybe they'll des- design a, a supersized iMac to go with it? You know, I suspect, Gene, I suspect that we're actually going to be looking at 5K displays being the rule for another few years from Apple. I don't think they're going to move to an 8K and I don't I don't think a 10K exists yet. Well, I don't think 8K like yeah the 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 TV and movie industry or the movie industry in particular is is you know making noise about 8K because they always want to be pushing the boundaries but no one's buying those TVs there I mean those TVs I don't even think exist yet. Are there 8K TVs? Yes, they are. They're very, very expensive. The movie industry, they have cameras. Like Red has a camera. I think it's $30,000. That's 8K. So I assume certain movies like blockbuster movies might be shot in 8K. But they will be edited down to 4K, probably. They're just using that extra information. And when they use terminals to edit those things... It'll simply be sampled down to 4K. Yeah, I mean, the vast majority of people don't have 4K TVs. I mean, like, I know that the industry likes to push forward. I know that 
you know, the, the movie, movie industry in particular, or the TV industry in particular, wants to, to, to keep coming out with new things so that people don't sit on their TVs forever since they last uh, a long time these days. Uh, but I, I really, I don't, I think Apple's going to be in the 5K display business for, for a while. And remember this too, even though a lot of people don't have 4K, the fact of the matter is, however, that if you go to the store, only the very, very cheapest models are HD. Mm. Everything above $300, dollars or so is 4K. It may not make a difference when you get a 37-inch or a 42-inch TV, and they probably don't have advanced display features such as HDR, but they are definitely, most definitely 4K. That's enough of this. Word. (laughs) Oh, well, there's a story out now that to expand Apple Music, Apple is making a deal with Amazon, so Alexa-powered devices using Alexa rather than Siri, will be able to, if you ask the proper commands and maybe face east or west or the moving sun, no, seriously, they'll be able to run Apple Music. Yeah. That's pretty, that's a pretty, it's, I am surprised by this. I am surprised by this. Um, I wasn't surprised when Apple brought Apple Music to Android that, made a lot of sense i am very surprised that they're bringing it to uh, alexa in part because um you know alexa devices don't have at least the amazon alexa devices don't necessarily have the highest fidelity and apple is all prissy about its uh, its fidelity and you know and, and the, the home pod is supposed to sound fantastic etc so uh, it, it it's it's a pretty big move for apple it's a good move for amazon consumers certainly win it's it's one of those rare things that I just didn't think would happen, and I'm surprised that it is happening, and it's great. Well, look at the stats now. Apple Music is ahead of Spotify in the U.S. Spotify remains ahead of Apple Music overseas, and overall, Spotify is growing faster. So maybe this is Apple's way to kind of level the playing field by making it available on more devices. I don't know how many people have Alexa devices. You see the commercials. I have no idea what the sales are. We've got more to come with Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer. I'm Gene Steinberger in the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. 
First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. The United States of Empire is a book that claims the United States is the empire of the world. George Washington had warned us against foreign wars. The United States of Empire shows that World Wars I and II left England broken. Its former colony, the U.S., had to save the empire. Was there ever a vote? Who do we fight for? The deep state began with World War I. The United States of Empire by James Dunn. Available at Amazon Books. By now you know that wireless technology like cell phones do in fact pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blocket Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockitPocket.com offers quality American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockitPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockitPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. At GCN Team, we should change the Healthy Body Brain and Heart Pack to the Healthy Libido Pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation. Analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. Are you afraid to go to the mailbox because of letter after letter from the IRS? Are they stacking on more and more penalties and interest? By now, you know the problem won't go away on its own. Don't let the IRS chase you to your grave with penalties and interest and liens and levies. You need real help now. I'm Dan Pilla. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I helped thousands of people solve tax problems they thought couldn't be solved. I can help you too. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. What are you listening to? The Tech Night Isle Live with Gene Steinberg. What's going to happen next? You never know. So with Brian Chaffin, we did 5K displays. We talked briefly 
about Apple Music on Alexa. Anything more to tell us? Well, I guess we have to talk about the TV shows. Is that for 2019? Do we know? Okay, we don't know. 2019 feels right to me. And the reason why it feels right to me is that they've been signing these deals for the last year. They've been putting these shows together. They've been signing the contracts. Uh, They're not going to want to sit on these shows forever. So 2019 feels right for me to me for Apple releasing um, to at least the, at the very least beginning to release some of this original content that, it, that it's buying and producing. Now, I don't know at this point whether Apple has begun to actually produce them. I assume we'll know that because the trades will report it. Yeah, some of them, some of them are definitely in different stages of development. Um, you know, like 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 we were we were in the last few months, we've heard about uh, shows that weren't even named, you know, and Apple was signing several without even having a pilot uh, produced. So but but uh, some of these deals are now at least a year old. And so you would think that that they are either close to being in production or are in production. At the same time, we see how changes are in the industry. Disney's new video service is going to go online. They're going to have a Loki-based series with Tom Hiddleston, the original star from the movies. The Marvel shows on Netflix are dying fast. So, of course, Luke Cage and Iron Fist were canceled after a couple of seasons. Now, just after... Wait, wait, wait. wait they, they were canceled like netflix got rid of them or disney pulled them they were canceled i don't know whether it has anything to do with that or not but they were canceled and then of course we have daredevil which i thought was a fairly fairly successful program and that one just completed its third season it's gone so they still have jessica jones they still have the punisher i don't know if defenders will ever come back because it brings all the heroes i don't know if that really makes difference but getting back to apple's tv shows we know when they'll go in production because the trades will tell us variety hollywood reporter and everything else but even when they go in production and if they haven't yet it means at least another year before they actually premiere um not necessarily when they go i mean when they go into production i would assume that we could see the the first episodes in as little as a couple of months one i mean once they're actually shooting well you know with a tv series for example they may start shooting for an october premiere date in august so they have a full production there and in three four months they're ready to bring you episodes but if they're going to do the netflix thing which is film all the episodes and then release them for binge viewing that's going to take an additional six or eight months to do that yeah, but so far, Apple hasn't done that. Apple has done the, we're releasing stuff, uh, you know, a new episode every week. Um, we don't know if Apple, I mean, that's what the Apple produce shows. So it, it's certainly possible that they'll change it up with all of these new shows. And they're going to see this, you know, look at the success uh, that Hulu has had and look at the success that Amazon has had and Netflix and go ahead and release them for binge watching. But I, I, I'm not convinced Apple's going to do that. And if they don't do that, if they do decide that they're going to release them um, a week at a time, they may well do what broadcast TV has done for decades, which is 
be at, you know, sometimes even like a week or less ahead of the air date. Oh, yeah, they might be editing it until like, yeah, the final days and everything like that. Yeah, there were a lot of episodes of of The X-Files that were still being edited in the hour before before they had to be, you know, turned in for air. Well, right now, Kevin Smith is directing an episode of Supergirl. And I think it's the next episode, or the one after, yeah, it's the next episode. And if he's still editing it now because they just put up the shots... It has to go on the air on Sunday, which is day after you hear the show. So, yeah, I can see it working to the very next day. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. It's interesting what I mean, Netflix is the is the first company that did this and, and with the house cards where they released the entire season all at one time, which means that everything had to be produced and edited and filmed and all of it done ahead of time. And, and now they're done with the entire thing and now they release it. And fans clearly love that. And it would, I, it's, it's interesting, Gene, this week I had a conversation with Jim Dalrymple of uh, the loop. And this was on the, the Apple context machine, which is my weekly podcast at the Mac observer. And uh, Jim was poo pooing the idea that Apple is is going to do well with its shows because it's being because it's steering away from the edgy stuff. It's not doing violence. It's not doing sex. May not be doing profanity. And he thinks that that's really, really going to hurt Apple. And but understand uh, also, we don't know how far Apple's going to veer away from that. They may be like broadcasting TV, which skirts it. They may be like the free quote unquote cable channels like USA Today, where they drop a word. So it's borderline PG-13. You know, it, right. we only hear the rumors. Nothing has been shocked yet. Decisions can change. Decisions can change. We know that Apple... I, I'm actually... Okay, firstly, I'm personally optimistic that Apple is going to do well with these shows. I've been very encouraged by the people they're signing. I've been very encouraged by the descriptions of the shows. I've been very encouraged by the caliber of of the projects that have, that have been you know, released or leaked. I, I do wonder how much Apple's puritanism is going to, is going to negatively impact the quality of, of the shows. It certainly could work. We know though, on the, on the like contrary side, we know that the Apple produced shows like in particular, I'm thinking of carpool karaoke. That, that first season of carpool karaoke was not good. And it was not good because they went back and, and edited out all the profanity. And because they weren't shot to not have profanity, the end result of editing them just made, the, made them really uninteresting and, and not, not good. So, you know, I, I, I'm hopeful that Apple's going to do well with this, but I certainly have my doubts. But remember, we see carpool karaoke on network tv so there is a clean sanitized version where paul mccartney and barbara streisand are not cursing yeah but the difference is that those are five to ten minute segments not 30 minute segments it is a completely different show from uh james corden's uh um late late show right uh the 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 versions that are on there are shorter they get to just make them the very very best things and the the versions that, that apple has 
produced and and shown are you know have more sketches and more skits and more setup stuff it's 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 a very different show well remember the one with paul mccartney which i think is online the version you'd see on tv is short but he ran a mini concert in liverpool and just that would take what 20 minutes or so Mm -hmm. yeah that's that's true yeah if you're gonna that's cheating though that's that's a that's a concert. That's not a that's not a show. I don't know, oh, remember I, this too that Paul McCartney. I can't believe he does what he does. He's seventy six years old, and he's up there like a kid. I mean, the voice is not the voice that we remember. Mm-hmm. He had this fabulous range. He had the greatest range of any member of the Beatles. He could also do that rasp like Little Richard. But when you do that for fifty or sixty years, the voice goes ah. So he's kind of raw, but he's still Paul McCartney. Okay, we got more to come. Not about Paul McCartney, or maybe we will. Talking with Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer, quick reminder that the best way to support this radio show is to become a member of Tech Night Out Plus. And to do that, you've got to check out the information how to sign up at plus.technightout.com, P-L-U-S.technightout.com. And when you get there, you'll see the information Prices start just $1.49 a week, which means our price is cheap. Less than a cup of coffee at most convenience stores. And certainly a lot less than Starbucks, right? And Starbucks won't advertise in the show, so I can rag on them. I hear your keyboard, sir. Sorry. Okay. Starbucks won't, adver- Starbucks won't advertise on this show. So, therefore, well, I think they won't. If they do, I won't. Yeah, I know. I'm not going to. Let advertiser dictate that. More to come on the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Do you feel like many of us? All the distractions in the world taking our minds and focus off what really needs to get done day to day? Well, Jeunesse has a dietary supplement called Mind to help with mental distraction and it supports memory function. Go to GCNLife.com now to check it out. You're only at your best when your mind is at its best. Go to GCNLife.com or call toll free 844-443-6637. That's GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. 
complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, it's Uncle Gene. Yeah, it's him. So now we talk about Apple's TV shows, the medium of broadcast. Will it become an enhanced part of Apple Music? Will it be a service that includes, some people saying, an enhanced version of Apple Music, Apple News, and then the TV as a single package? Or will they drop TV shows in to boost traffic for Apple Music? Well, the 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 rumor the le- the supposed leak we've heard has come from Ming Chi Kuo, an analyst who I think gets way more credit for being right than he deserves because he's so often wrong. But he uh, he did successfully uh, um, uh, report reveal that uh, Apple was going to move to USB C on the new iPad Pro models. So he was right there, but he's been wrong about so many things. He says that. Apple's TV shows are going to be free, just free, just free to Apple users. You've got an Apple device, you can watch them. I don't believe that for a second. I don't believe that even, not even, not even a tiny little bitty second. And the reason why I don't believe that is because Tim Cook and Luca Maestri, that would be Apple CEO Tim Cook and Apple CFO Luca Maestri, have both said that services are growing, that they're going to continue to grow, that they've got, they had um, uh, plans to double services revenue within, I don't know, a year or two or something along those lines. This was starting six, nine months ago, they said this. And it, when, when Apple is looking so hard at extracting more money f- for services, that's more money from, from me and you as Apple customers. I do not see how they can say that and then turn around and give premium original video movie tv show documentary content away for free that makes zero sense to me it also makes zero sense to me that apple would charge us 10 bucks a month for streaming music but then give us for free original videos and tv shows or maybe they'll have an enhanced version called Apple Music and TV for $5 more a month. I also think it depends how many shows they have. Remember, Netflix has quite a number of TV series, even with the ones that have been canceled, and tons and tons of movies. Hulu has quite a few things, but just having 10 or 20 TV shows and nothing else does not a streaming network make. This is true. We don't know what other content Apple might finally be able to bring along to this party. Uh, I personally think that it'll be another 10 bucks a month for the, for the uh, streaming video stuff. Maybe it combined 17 or, or you know, 17.99 or 18.99 for both music and video. Yeah, and, but and no one's going to pay. You're going to pay $10 a month 
for 10 or 15 TV shows. Maybe you'll only want to watch one or two. Well, they I think got of, more than 20. What are you talking about? How many are there? Two dozen? Let's look here. You'll hear my keyboard going. Apple TV show guide. As we speak, he's going to count the number of TV shows that we know about. Obviously, yeah, there may well, be others we, we have, don't. But usually, this gets in the trades. It gets in the trades because producers have to be hired. There Actors have to be hired. 22 shows that we know of so far. I said two dozen. I was pretty no, close. you said 10 or 15. All right. Two, I'm, I'm thinking here, though, even with two dozen shows. It's actually more than that. It, it's a 27. Okay, 27 20, shows. What percentage of those shows will the average viewer want to see? Five? That's a lot of content to come come out with, you know, swinging out of the gate. Yes, it is. But I don't think it's enough for that kind of service, especially if they drop all at once. If they drop it once a week, I could see that. I could see, like, for example, CBS All Access. Yeah, okay, but I mean, we don't know what other content Apple will be able to bring to the table. You know, we, we've long known that Apple wanted to bring some sort of streaming video service to market. We also know that the studios and networks were extraordinarily res- uh, resistant to that idea. And that, and, and it seems like Apple is, is, is eventually decided, well, if we want to do this, we're going to have to do it the Netflix way. We're going to have to do our own original content to, to, to make sure we have the eyeballs. And then we've got the, the power to negotiate the other deals too. And remember, though, the networks will largely have their own services. Disney for ABC going to have its own network, CBS All Access. Hulu gives you NBC. You see what I mean? It gives you several networks. It's owned by them. Except for the CW, the CW streams free with commercials, by the way. Now, being at a motel right now, what bothers me about the current situation is Say I want to watch Doctor Who, and the TV set they give us doesn't have Doctor Who. I go to the BBC America site, and I can stream the shows I missed with Jodie Whittaker's Doctor Who, the first female Doctor Who. Guess what? Before I can even begin to watch anything, I have to tell them what TV service I'm using and log into it. And then I can access that content. Otherwise, forget about it. Even with commercials, I can't get it free. Okay. And? So the thing is here is that I wonder now, as the train has left the station, how many of these studios and networks will want to also deal with Apple? Because Apple might want exclusives on some content. If Apple has the... It puts up the money, Apple will be able to get the stuff. If If they put up the money... And they have the eyeballs. Apple can get the content. the The problem has been in the past that the studios, the studios didn't want to see, you know, Apple take over that customer relationship, like Apple did with uh, with consumers in the music industry. And and but but they turned around and they signed deals with everybody else and their brother. So. I mean, at this point, I don't think they're worried about Apple owning the video space, and and I imagine that that Apple, you know, if Apple puts up some money, it'll it'll get some get some other content to put out there too. So it'll just be like Dish Network, Directv, and and whatever cable provider you have in your city. 
because of the fact they're all carrying possibly the same content. Each one is separately licensed by the studios. I think it's more likely to be the Netflix or Amazon model or something entirely different. I don't think it's going to be like the cable TV model. I don't think it's going to be like stations. I don't think that you're going to be able to get the Discovery Network and the Comedy Central or even necessarily the ABC channel. I think it'll be a, a show-oriented um, service. But remember, with Amazon Prime, you join Amazon Prime, you get the video, but they have extra cost options. So if you want to rent, you pay extra. Also, they have direct links to like HBO and Showtime and things like that. If you want those services, you can sample them and subscribe additionally, and I guess Amazon gets their cut. So that's how it's kind of set up now. All right, you know, we'll see what happens. We don't know. We can only guess. We know what Apple's doing. We know they're going to do it. And we have to see how that turns out and Apple ends up with. But like I said, right now, of all the shows they see, I only see a few that I like, but then it's still early in the game. But in terms of Apple Music, though, which is where we started this discussion, in the U.S., it's growing faster than Spotify. It's number one. Spotify is growing faster elsewhere. We have Amazon Alexa now with, or coming soon with Apple Music. How does Apple catch up with Spotify? They're certainly monetized a heck of a lot better to compete. Apple doesn't need to catch up with Spotify. That's the thing. Apple doesn't need all of Spotify's customers because, you know, surprise, um, most of Spotify's customers are not Apple users. You know, Apple, I mean, I don't, I don't think Apple music can, can ever catch Spotify because it is mostly, well, I don't know. I guess it is limited to Android. What am I saying? It's limited to Android, Android now Alexa and of course iOS, but the vast majority of, of those Apple music customers are, you know, iPhone and Mac owners, iPhone, iPad and Mac owners. We've got more to come with Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in a Tech Night Out Live. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Classic science fiction at its best. Available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R O C K O I D S.com.
Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories. I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested. Get sober now. Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please, don't wait. Your life matters to us. 800-213-9264 Call right now before it's too late. 800-213-9264 Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists, get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? $92,000. Ouch. And the IRS left no room for Jake to breathe. They put a lien on my house, took all the money out of my bank account, took money out of my paychecks. So it was a nightmare. He needed help fast. I figured that all these companies were the same until I called federal tax management. You could just tell they knew what they were talking about. Right then and there, I felt like I had some hope. Stop the liens, levies, and garnishments fast and qualify for one of several special IRS programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. So, how did it go for Jake? They did what they said they would do. They came through for me. I ended up saving an unbelievable amount. I was so jazzed. <laughs> I was extremely happy. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes, take Jake's advice. Give federal tax management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the federal tax manager hotline now 800-503-8625 800-503-8625 many people believe they don't control their own destiny let them continue just getting by while you make the choice to do something about your future imagine working from home earning the income you deserve just visit startlivingyoung.com and click on the be your own boss tab discover juness a state-of-the-art global health company with over a billion a year in sales they'll provide all all the tools you need to succeed. Visit startlivingyoung.com today and click on the Be Your Own Boss tab. Your destiny awaits at startlivingyoung.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have any thoughts or comments about the Tech Night Owl Live, please get in touch at news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. Looking for past episodes? We've got hundreds at technightowl.com slash radio. That's technightowl.com slash radio. Or subscribe on iTunes. So we're talking there about market share briefly. And we get into this discussion about Apple deciding at its last presentation of quarterly financials to announce they will no longer announce unit sales for any of their products. Now, over the years, they've cut back, like they used to say, well, they sold so many notebooks, so many desktops. It's just one 
thing for the Mac. They introduced the Apple Watch without unit sales, nor any of the other personal devices like that, like HomePod. The theory went that, oh, they didn't expect that Apple Watch is going to sell a lot. It ends up, of course, that Apple Watch is the number one best-selling smartwatch on the planet. And probably at this point, their sales exceed that of all watches of any individual company. watch on the planet. Right. So it's a number one watch on the planet. And this without telling us, but of course, you look at the sales you can infer to a certain degree. Apple tells us this is the case. And they are paying for data from, you know, the, the, the rest of the industry, from the various industry watchers. So we only have Apple at its word, but I imagine that Apple is telling the truth. Well, they have to. Otherwise, the SEC is going to come looking for them. Yeah. They have to be very careful. That's why, you know, we ha- when they say, well, what is Apple telling us? Is it real? Yeah, it's real because it has to be real because that's the law. And you don't want to see Apple being charged by the SEC for reporting false sales. Because if you think they've come down on other companies, that could destroy Apple's reputation very, very fast with investors if they're faking. So they're not faking. Okay, so they don't have the figures. And some analysts will say, well, Apple does not expect to grow these markets in the future. Macs are flat. iPads up a little, down a little. iPhones growing a little bit, but or not at all. The increases in revenue come from higher sales prices. Counting all that, they say Apple's hiding it because they got something to hide. What do you think? Well, I think a lot on this. Uh, firstly, no company wants to to reveal anything about what it's doing. Public companies are required to reveal financials, and the reason why companies talk about numbers the numbers of of products they're selling, that sort of thing, is because the analysts want that information in order to recommend their stock, a company's stock. And so if those companies don't play ball with the analysts, they might not get that recommendation. Well, enter Apple. Apple is a, a unique company in about a jillion different ways. Apple has been steadily telling Wall Street less and less about the specifics of what it does. And it does that for one reason and one reason. Well, it does that mainly for one reason, actually, maybe two reasons. But that first reason is that they can. Apple can get away with this. Apple can get away with telling Wall Street less and still get that that uh, that recommendation. But I think what is happening with iPhone I think we have a confluence of two things. One, Apple is deciding that unit sales are flat. Revenues are probably increasing, but unit sales are flat. And they are at the height of their power. So if they're going to stop reporting unit numbers, they better do it now. Because they can. And you know, we got a song and dance from, from, uh, from Tim Cook who was just clearly waiting for this question to be asked during uh, the last uh, quarterly conference call with analysts. And he said, we don't think the numbers matter. It's like you, you take your shopping basket at the grocery store, you go to the checkout line and the cashier looks at your cart and says, well, how many, how many units do you have in there? According to Tim, that's really not the right question. That doesn't really matter. What really matters is that total value of the, of the things that are in the shopping cart. Now, okay, that's a nice line and everything, 
But what that really means is that Apple knows that its unit sales are not going to go higher. And so they're charging more and more for iPhones in order to continue to get some sales growth there. But I, I think I, I think that we're looking at the confluence of several events. One is a mature smartphone market. Two is Apple is at the height of its powers, making the most money ever. And that they, they felt like uh, this was the right time to go ahead and pull back this final piece of information. And remember... Other companies aren't giving that information. They are not. So how can we assume here that Apple is doing something wrong? Well, it's not, it's, it's, it's not about right and wrong. It's about what Apple can get away with. I mean, there's no legal requirement that Apple or any other company report these unit sales. Like I said, that's just a, trying to make the analyst happy. It's trying to make the third-party metric firms happy. But Apple doesn't care about that. No, Apple cares about satisfying its stockholders and, of course, satisfying its customers so they continue to buy products and services. Wall Street, of course not. And, of course, Wall Street, they still go around like they're doing every year now. Oh, the market for iPhones is collapsing because of the fact that we have these stories about cutbacks in component orders. Forgetting here that, of course, you're going to cut back now component orders because the March quarter, you build less product. So you got to start cutting back now to not to be overwhelmed. And Apple, of course, has very tight controls on inventory, which people forget. So that's one thing. Every year they make the same mistake. Every year Apple's stock price is impacted. But if you look at their guidance for the current quarter, it's for record revenues. Uh, yes, uh, it is. Uh, and Greg Joswiak, who is one of Apple's uh, vice presidents, recently said in an interview that iPhone XR has been the highest selling um iphone every i think every day since since its release uh this was the same thing we got last year we, we were told that the iphone uh 10 was an abject failure and that no one was buying it uh and then it turned out that that it has been the the top selling iphone every week since its release i think that was what apple said for for like the whole year so um yeah there's there there's a lot of trying to read the tea leaves some of it is dishonest some of it is is trying to be honest, but but no one has no one has the right information to really know what Apple's doing in terms of um, in terms of production. They choose one metric or a couple, just as Tim Cook says every year. Well, you know, you can't base our sales and production based on just one or two supply chain metrics because what they do is very complicated. They switch back and forth between companies based on the capacity they need and the ability of that company to deliver product on time at the proper yeah. price with the proper quality yeah let me say something about that too there's a reason why wall street focuses on numbers there's two reasons one is because it's easy to do you know unit sales or unit sales or unit sales or unit sales even though they're not but the other thing is that the entire rest of the world is is competing on you know a rush to the bottom they're all competing on price they're all competing on being cheap they're all competing on market share. You know, the secret to profit is having market share. And let's break here and then we'll get, get that. Market share indeed. More to come on the Tech Night Out Live. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. 
Most of you know that heart disease is the number one silent killer in the U.S. What if I told you for just $54.95 a month you could fight against heart disease naturally? At Heart and Body Extract, we've been helping thousands of people get back to a healthier heart. Don't just take my word for it. Check out all of the success stories at hbextract.com. Or to order, call 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. hbextract.com. Don't risk it when you can take charge of it. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon you'll need a plan and place to survive. Forget bunkers. You're not a live underground gopher. You need survivalist camps, the ultimate fully functional off-the-grid mobile survival bug out house that's well-equipped and custom-built to outlast any other RV or trailer. Bold statement, you bet. See them now at survivalistcamps.com. That's survivalistcamps.com. Trust your family survival to survivalistcamps.com. USA Radio News with Wendy King. The governor of Virginia is under fire, first because of comments he made in support of allowing late-term abortions when the fetus is unable to survive after birth. Then a photo surfaced of him and another person dressed in blackface and a KKK robe from when he was in medical school. WTKR-TV's Margaret Kavanaugh reports. The governor acknowledges the hurt inflicted by the picture, but says in his video message that he does not want to step down. And I am ready to do the hard work of regaining your trust. I have spent the past year as your governor fighting for Virginia that works better for all people. The governor came under a firestorm of criticism this week after he talked about late-term abortions. During this interview, he claims he was describing a medical situation in rare circumstances and says his comments were taken out of context. You're listening to USA Radio News. If you're 85 or younger, would you like peace of mind and comfort for your family? We're Final Expense Direct with an urgent message for you. The average funeral today costs over $8,000, but the most you'll get from government benefits is $255. How will your family pay the difference? We can help. Our senior plans start as low as just a dollar a day and pay up to $30,000 for a funeral and other final expenses. Peace of mind is easy. There's no medical exam. You'll have lifetime coverage, and your plan can't be canceled as long as you pay your premiums. Call now for free information about our senior plans. Answer a few simple questions and receive approval right on the phone. Plus, call right now, and we'll give you a discount prescription card for free. Call 800-561-5716. That's 800-561-5716. Again, 800-561-5716. The Genesis Communications Network is one of America's premier broadcasters of captivating talk radio. We thank you for listening. Now, just imagine, there are thousands of people who are just as passionate about radio as you are. But what you may not realize is how easy and affordable it is to advertise with us. Radio commercials for your business could be heard on hundreds of radio stations across the U.S. every day. We can help you by creating an effective radio advertising campaign for your company. From script writing to producing your 
commercial. Just like the one you're listening to right now. No other network provides the level of customer service we do. When it comes to radio advertising, we are your one-stop shop. And no matter how big or small your business is, we can help. Email us at advertise at GCNlive.com and an experienced advertising executive will help you take the first step towards driving more customers to your business or website. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl Live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. So, of course, as you say, there's a rush to the bottom with companies competing for market share. And they rush to the bottom to make prices cheaper, whereas Apple overall is increasing the average sale price. The average sale price of Macs is going up because new Macs are more expensive and you've got the $5,000 iMac Pro. You've got a a Mac Mini that can be optioned up to over $4,000. Mac Mini. When they come out with a Mac Pro next year, it's going to be a $15,000 computer when you option it up. So Apple gets more money out of each product because they're competing in an area where... That's where the profits and sales are made. Not that they're overcharging, because if you go to HP or Dell and look for the premium models, not the 10,000 models that cost $600, but the premium models are priced in the same range. Well, I mean, the conversation about Apple's upgrade pricing is a separate conversation. The The, the point I was I was making before the break is that Wall Street obsesses on these numbers for a reason, and that reason is because it's an easy thing to understand. You know, you can you can understand who's selling more. You know, who's selling more, and that person must be winning. That sort of thing. Uh, it, for years and years and years, we watched Wall Street <laughs> asking, like, like, what do you you know? How are you going to compete against netbooks? How are you going to compete against cheap PCs? How are you going to compete against cheap smartphones? How are you going to compete against cheap feature phones? How are you going to compete against cheap, 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 cheap? And it took a very long time for Wall Street to finally stop asking that question of Apple. And they haven't, even then, they haven't entirely stopped. And I don't think it's because they truly grok Apple's business model. They just sort of stopped asking that question because they weren't getting the answers that they were looking for. And I, I, I think that, that that is the vestiges of that is, is part of why uh, we continue to uh, have Wall Street trying to measure the number of iPhones compared to everybody else's number of smartphones. Well, remember, the iPhone 10 was a top seller. So what do you say? Now, this year, if the iPhone 10R is a top, does that mean the 10 s max is right behind it and then the 10s that doesn't tell us how much of the market they occupy only that of those three models the cheaper one is the biggest seller but if they're pushing lots of 1099 and up 10 s maxes gonna still be a lot of money well in, indeed and and while people talked a lot about how the the iphone 10r was like a less expensive way of getting face ID and getting uh, the notch 
and getting, you know, the improved innards and things like that. What everybody seemed to miss, and and I, I've never quite understood why, is the fact that Apple also made its introductory iPhone start $50 higher than it used to. It starts at $749 in the U.S., whereas the iPhone 8 started at $699. So, I mean, like Apple is, is seriously increasing its average selling price with, the, with this device, especially if they're going to be selling in numbers. And for most people, the only real difference between the 10R and the 10S or the 10S Max, other than display size and everything, would be the OLED display compared to LCD. And for most people, LCD is fine. I mean, there are obvious differences if you consider the limitations of LCD, such as the viewing angle. But most people don't look at the side of their iPhones. So that doesn't make a lot of difference. The other thing is the 10R has the best battery life. Yeah, that's a thing, right? So, yeah, that is that is a thing. I haven't personally heard many people citing that as the reason why they would buy it. I would think that the real deal is is the the fact that it you know it's it's a seven hundred forty nine dollar phone instead of a thousand dollar phone. That's a pretty big price difference. And the thing to bear in mind here is you're getting what ninety five percent of the features yeah. of the more expensive iPhones. And Absolutely. how many people care about 3D touch, all five who use it? Having two cameras, hmm, one is pretty good. Yep. I mean, maybe some people who are more in the power user or more picky about their pictures will get slightly better pictures with a more expensive gear, the display being somewhat better. But for most people, if you're getting 95% or 98% of the joy in a product that costs $250 less. I can dig that. Anyway, we yeah. don't know what's going to happen with sales. We'll hear about the December quarter sales probably around February 1. Maybe even February like 10th. Apple seems to be getting later with its reporting. Well, it just takes longer because everything gets more complicated. Yeah, they're a big mm. company. They do a lot of things. We forget that. Then Apple does a lot, so many things that we can't keep up with. And we have no idea what's in the pipeline. I mean, we know there's going to be a new display and we know there's going to be a Mac Pro, but that's not going to be a high volume product. Mm-hmm. No. I mean, well, they'll sell 50,000 a year. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe 100,000, maybe. And yeah, of course, it'll increase the average sale price. A lot will be determined by the average sale price of the products there. You can't infer the actual mix but you can get a good idea where people are favoring the purchase once we get stuff like that well the, the, the mac pro gene is important from the standpoint of it being a halo product and it's something that apple seemed to have forgotten like there, there was a, when apple was beleaguered and, and when apple's uh mac product line was was selling in a, a lot lower numbers than it is now it was the creative professionals who carried Apple, and it was the creative professionals who made the Mac seem like the aspirational uh, uh, platform. And it, you know, it, it it the Mac Pro has always been a more important product than its numbers otherwise indicate. It's it's important to have a machine that the elite need. I think Apple lost that message very much so. 
Yeah. With the previous version, the trash can version, which now we can throw in the trash because it was misguided and it took misguided. Apple far too long to realize that. And I still yeah. wonder why it's taking so long, except supposedly Apple is taking the time to observe workflows from professionals. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Have you heard my theory on this? It's, it's, I'm well, not, let I'm me not, hear, I'm let me have blah, your, blah, blah, you. I'm not blah, blah, blah. No, no. When people blah, 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 say it again, because I'm talking over you. I, yeah, I'm sorry, Gene. I, I wasn't blah, blah, blahing you. I was blah, blah, blahing this idea that, that Apple is observing workflows. I'm sure they're doing that, but that's not what's taking so long. Uh, and I have a theory if you would, if you'd like to hear that theory. Go for it, man. Or as Arnold said, go for it. <laughs> right. My theory is this. Uh, the reason why it's taken so long to to get this Mac Pro because they've, they've been working. So we it was first mentioned in 2017, and I mean, could just the iPod was nine months start to ship, start to ship nine months, nine months. So how long does it really take to design a new form factor? I mean, it's it's not like I mean, like we understand what computers are, right? It's a logic board and it's a CPU and and maybe you stick that T2 chip in there for some security stuff and you stick some GPUs on there and you do a bus and you do some bits and you have a computer, right? This is not this, you know like this has been figured out for a long time. Here's what it's here's what it's waiting for. It's waiting for Apple's move to its own ARM processors. And those processors aren't ready yet. They're not going to be ready until uh, 2019 at the earliest. And I think that the Mac Pro is going to uh, ship as an Apple processor device from day one. And if it does, it's going to be twice as fast as Intel or something like that. Remember here, when we look at the claim, and I'll get to more of this in the next segment, that the current iPad Pro is as fast or faster than 92% of the notebooks being sold. More to come on the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap. But not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com slash host. Once again, that's technightowl.com slash host. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Many people believe they don't control their own destiny. 
because they haven't chosen to take the first step towards the life they've always dreamed of. Let them continue just getting by while you make the choice to do something about your future. Imagine working from home, earning the income you deserve. Start small or dream big. Work part-time or full-time. You choose the pace. Just visit startlivingyoung.com. That's startlivingyoung.com. And click on the Be Your Own Boss tab. Discover Juness, a state-of-the-art global health products company that spent five years on the Inc. 5,000 fastest-growing private companies in America list. With over a billion a year in sales, they'll provide all the tools you need to thrive and succeed. And you'll be blown away by how little it takes to get started. Visit StartLivingYoung.com today and click on the Be Your Own Boss tab at the top of the page. 2019 will be the year your new life begins. Your destiny. Destiny awaits at startlivingyoung.com. It's time to start drinking Tahibo tea. Tahibo tea comes from the inner bark of the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. The Tahibo tree never gets sick, never gets infected, and never gets infested. As a result, it contains antifungal, anti-infection, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. Tahibo tea can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening condition due to infection, diabetes, or cancer. Every week, someone calls in with the story of another miraculous recovery. Order your Tahibo tea now for only $34.95 per pound plus shipping. One pound makes 300 servings, which is only 12 cents per cup. Call today, 818-883-7222. Again, 818-883-7222 or buy online at drinksupertea.com. That's drinksupertea.com. All orders ship the same day. Call now, 818-883-7222 or buy online at drinksupertea.com. Anytime, any place, anywhere, radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. Warning, if you're drowning in debt you can't afford, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to pay it all back, because you don't. What the credit card companies don't want you to know is that there's actually a way to get debt-free without paying off your entire debt or going bankrupt. If you have $5,000 or more in credit card debt, you now have the right to let us settle that debt for a fraction of what you owe. For free information, call Credit Associates now. 1-800-959-5759. We'll even show you how much money you can... You're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. So 92% factor, which means that if you do the geek bench and all the benchmarks, it's coming darn close to the high-tier notebooks like a MacBook Pro. That's in a very, very resource-restricted device with three or four gigabytes of RAM designed to maximize battery life for 10 hours. Very, very constrained. Now, what could they do if they scaled up that CPU to work in a place where 
there are very few restrictions in terms of power. It's a desktop well, computer. Can it scale up appropriately? I, I, you throw enough cores at it, and I think it can. I mean, there are other challenges. I think. I mean, like, th- there are ways that the ARM architecture processes calculations, processes instructions differently than the x86 instruction set. And the x86 instruction set, so far, and that's what that's what uh, uh, it, it, it guides Intel's processors and AMD's processors as well. The a- x86 instruction set has maintained an advantage on some types of computing that is done on desktop and even laptop computers. And then there are other types where, you know, Apple, Apple is just killing it with its line of AX processors. It's just, I mean, those processors are fantastic. So if Apple was turning around and designing its own processor that is designed for desktop instead of designed for mobile. And remember that the reason why Apple went to its own processors processors for mobile in the first place is because no one had the focus that Apple wanted on power management and speed too. So what can that team of chip engineers, what the, the chip designers, what can they do if they are designing for desktop? I don't know, but I'm really looking forward to finding out. Now, remember also here, the Intel chips are weighted down by support for older technologies. They got to support every PC going back years. That's true. Whereas ARM processors that Apple designs are designed strictly for the requirements of Apple's products. They're not constrained by that. They can focus on optimizing CPU performance. I would wonder, I guess, in passing, how Intel emulation will fare on the ARM processor. If they say it's twice as fast as Intel, will therefore be almost as fast as Intel when they do emulation? Because they have to do emulation for probably a couple of years. Yeah, I agree. What can Apple do for itself in this particular regard? I mean, they clearly have put together a world-class team of chip designers. Clearly, because they are killing it. I mean, they're beating, they're beating companies who have, been do, who have been making chips for a long time. They're beating Qualcomm, you know, Intel is has never really done well in the, in the mobile space. They're beating Samsung. They're beating all of the companies. So, what can they do if they are making their own processors? I can't wait to find out. I think that that's what is delaying the Mac Pro. As we said, no resource restrictions. It could pull all the current it needs within reason. Apple is still going to be pretty keen on these things being energy efficient. Sure, but it's not like a tiny device that weighs ounces and has to run for 10 hours and has all these restrictions. You have a big desktop computer modular, you know, a a 30-pound device or a 20-pound device, whatever it is, and they could build in cooling systems that can handle that. So the key here, I guess, would be if the CPU can sustain much higher performance because it's unrestricted, the restrictions are removed. How far can it go? Apple knows. Can they make it twice as fast as Intel? If they can come up to 92% of the speed on the iPad Pro, how far can they scale up that processor or the A13, which is what's going to happen next year? Yeah, or the A14 or the A, you know, Apple may have a new naming scheme for the desktop ones. And also, how many cores can Apple throw at it or how many individual processors can Apple throw at it? 
with Apple calling the shots for what it's designing and making it do exactly what they want it to do, I really think this could be an important development for us as Mac users. It'll certainly be very interesting to see how customers are going to react to that. Intel ain't going to like it, but then Intel can't even produce the smaller dies. What, they're having problems with 14 nanometer chips now, and they're trying to go down to 10, and Apple's at 7 already. Well, yeah, to be fair, TSMC is down to 7, and Apple's designing for that. Yeah, but we also know that Apple's probably pumping research dollars into TSMC. Sure, and production dollars, right? You know, and, and, and helping them uh, get the equipment that they need to, to do whatever it is that they're going to do. I imagine that Intel has all kinds of designs for much smaller dies but they can't make them they can't produce them so it's it's apple's success in the processor field is not just apple's success it's absolutely sam uh, uh the tsmc's success and before that it was tsmc and samsung and before that it was largely samsung intel hmm this will set apart max from everything else and of course they can say well it's no longer intel it won't be compatible they'll make it compatible they'll give you good performance I don't know how they'll do it. They might pump everything through the graphics processor. I don't know. Yeah, Apple's done this. Apple has experience doing this. Some of those people are still there. I, I'm I'm sure that there's going to be some kind of a compatibility layer, some kind of a, or you know a, a emulation environment or something along those lines. I don't worry about that at all. I think Apple has shown that they know how to do that uh, that sort of transition and. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm, I'm, super, I'm super stoked about this. They might do it on the hardware level because in the past it's been on the software level. They might even design some kind of core that will have no other function but processing emulated Intel code and therefore using yeah. hardware acceleration, it might be able to do some kind of miracle. And so I'm just going to leave it there. We have no idea what's going to happen. It sounds intriguing, though. And maybe the first step was to include the systems on a chip on Macs, for better or worse. Although supposedly this is something which we have to deal with very fast. Supposedly the T2 chip on new Macs makes it more difficult for third parties to fix the products. Uh, Yeah, and I think there's a trade-off there. I think that the T2 chip is doing some interesting security things. And I am I'm okay with that particular trade-off. Unless it's artificial. If it turns out that Apple is making, is like the T2 chip is there so that third parties can't uh, uh, do some repairs, that's going to make me cranky. But if it's if that's simply a byproduct for the other benefits the T2 chip brings, I'm okay with it. So much for byproducts, Brian Chaffin. Please tell our listeners, with or without byproducts, where can they find more information? I don't know why I said that. More information uh, about what you do. I, I unfortunately I come with a lot of byproducts. I am the editor in chief of the Mac Observer at MacObserver.com, and you can hear me weekly on the Apple Context Machine podcast. That's truly exciting. But we'll leave it there. Okay. You can find us on Twitter. Look for Tech Night Owl. You can find Gene Steinberg on Facebook if you look for the guy in the red plaid shirt. It's not a new picture, but I'm told by independent objective people I don't look that much different. I actually have a picture in the closet that's getting older as I do this. I don't know. I'm not a vampire. I am not a crook. 
West sounds like that guy. Well, anyway, seriously speaking, the best way to support the Tech Night Out Live is to become a subscriber to the Tech Night Out Plus at plus.technightowl.com. We give you a special version of the show free of the network ads with better quality audio, higher bit rate. And sometimes we stick in little things there that are fascinating and extras. The prices start at just a dollar forty-nine a week. Our price cheap, like they used to say with Mad Magazine. Maybe they still do. For more information, go to plus.technightowl.com. Once again, that's plus.technightowl.com for the enhanced version of Tech Night Owl Live, free of the network ads, so you can't complain there are too many of them. But if you're listening to the free version, listen to the ads of some good products. <laughs> Brian Chaffin, thanks for being with us on the Tech Night Out Live. Thanks for having me, Gene. The Tech Night Out Live is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. We'll be back next week. Same bad time, same bad channel.